Good morning, people at Pflugerville, or maybe it's the afternoon. I don't really know. There are no windows in this recording studio after all. I'm feeling a little claustrophobic all of a sudden. <laughs> what if something important's going on outside and I can't see it because I'm stuck in a room with no windows? <laughs> Calm down, Grabstack. You're being silly. After all, Grabstack's radio show is the number one most important thing happening in all of Pflugerville, so if I'm in here, there can't be anything too exciting happening out there. <sighs> now that we've got that all cleared up, it's time for our weekly Riddle Fest. I hope you're all ready to think outside the box, because we got some head scratchers this week. Come to think of it, why do we call things we can't figure out head scratchers? Do people think if they scratch their heads, more thoughts will fall out? <laughs> oh, never mind. Here comes the ticker tape feed with our first riddle. Round one's riddle is, I have a tail and a head, but no body. What am I? Nobody? What could possibly have a tail and a head but no body? I have a tail and a head and a body, so the answer can't be grab stack. Ooh, maybe a fish? Oh no, they that flippy middle part with fins. I guess that's their body. Ooh, this is a toughie. How about, mm, uh, a worm? Ooh, or a snake? Do their middle parts count as a body? No, I don't know. Surely it's gotta be one of those two, but which one? How to decide, how to decide. Oh, what's that? Uh, Carl, the station manager's telling me to flip a coin. I'm not made of money, Carl. You flip a coin. I call tails. No, wait, heads. Wait, that's it. <gasps> what has a tail and a head but no body? <laughs> a coin. We did it, Riddlers. We solved the first riddle fest. Oh, boy, aren't we just so good at this? <laughs> Let's just keep going with round two. I hear it printing off the ticker tape right now. Oh, and here we go with our second round riddle. Hot off the press. I can fill the room, but I take up no space. What am I? Ooh, this answer could be grab stack. I sure fill up a room with my sparkling personality and uh, many natural talents, but I don't take up much space. Huh, no, the riddle says I can fill the room, but I take up no space. Okay, so maybe it's not me. I definitely take up some space, even if it's not much. Oh man, this is a toughie. We're gonna need a real light bulb moment to solve this one. Speaking of light bulbs, Carl, what's the deal with the lighting in this studio? There's so much of it, I think it's kind of washing me out. Isn't there usually less of it in here. I need a nice soft light to highlight my best features, which is all of them. Hit that dimmer switch, would you? What's that? Carl, the station manager, won't turn the lights down because he thinks it's filling the room nicely. <sighs> oh, wait a second. Light can fill a room, but it doesn't take up any space. The answer is light! Carl, the station manager's looking pleased as punch, so that must mean we got it right. Woo! We did it again, people. Except Carl isn't fixing my lighting. If you want to deprive yourself of seeing my face at its most handsome, Carl, that's on you. Okay, on to the third round. What are two things you can never eat for breakfast? Two things I can never eat. I don't even want to think about that. I love eating, and especially for breakfast, because that's the time when it is perfectly acceptable to eat as many waffles as you want. Although sometimes I've eaten them for lunch, you know, if I forget to wake up in time for breakfast. And you could eat a waffle for dinner, too. I bet that'd be absolutely delicious. Carl, the station manager, oh, he's nodding up and down real fast like we're close to solving this one. Oh, wait, it just hit me. Did you get it, too? I bet we got it at the same time. What are two things you can never eat for breakfast? Well, lunch and dinner. 
<laughs> Thank goodness the answer wasn't waffles. I don't know what I would have done. Well, once again, we solved all three riddles. You all are really quite good at getting these correct, and so am I. No surprises there. If you've got a riddle you'd like to share, then send them on over to GrabStack at GoKidGo.com. Maybe it'll be on the show and we can solve it together. Welcome back, fans of Pflugerville, fans of Florp, and fans of the greatest radio show host in the history of radio, me, Grabstack. We're back with another riddle fest sure to stretch your brains farther than Lucy Wilde's zipline. Carl, the station manager, is in the back firing up the riddle machine, and I got a good feeling that we're going to just nail these riddles today. Why do I have such a good feeling? Well, I got my thinking cap on, purple with lightning bolts, in case you forgot, and I have this lucky rock I found down by the river the other day. It's lucky because I tripped over it and almost fell in the river, but then I didn't. You can't buy luck like that. You just got to come to you for free in rock form. I think the riddle machine's all warmed up and ready to start spitting out some real brain busters. You ready at home? Oh, fantastic. Let's get started. Round one. Printing away. Okay, let's see what we got here. <clears throat> okay, round one's question is, which month of the year has 28 days. Oh, Earth's months are always so hard for me to remember. What's that rhyme Bobby Wonder taught me? I think it goes like 30 days. Half September, April, June, and November. All the rest have 31. Set February. Who has 28 days clear and 29 in each leap year? Ha! The answer's February. Look at that, Carl. We got it in record time. Oh, hold on. Carl's shaking his head. But February has 28 days and 29 on a leap year. It says so right in the rhyme. Although I guess if the rest of them have 30 or 31 days, then they always have 28 days in them too. Oh, wait, hang on, that's it. All the months have 28 days, not just February. I think I said that right. Some of them just have more than 28. I'm pulling up my socks and tightening my thinking cap because that was a tricky one. Okay, let's move on to round two. And the real machine is off, printing out our next challenge. Here we go. Round two's question is, Tom's father has three sons. The first two are named Jim and John. What's the third one's name? Oh, well, first of all, congratulations to Tom's father on the three sons. That is a hefty amount of sons. And then two of them are named Jim and John. So what's the third one's name? Well, how should I know? I'm not Tom's father. Although if I had two sons named Jim and John, I guess I'd call the third one Jarvis. That's a good name, and it really fits with the whole J thing he's got going on. Okay, so my guess is Jarvis. Did I get it? Oh, Carl, the station manager, is saying that I did not. Oh, that's ridiculous. Jarvis is an excellent name, and whatever the third kid's name is, he's just changed it to Jarvis anyway. All right, let's try this again. Tom's father has three sons. Oh, my socks, another tricky one. The answer's right there in the question. Tom's father has three sons. Oh, dear. That means two of them are named Jim and John, and the third one is named Tom. <sighs> How did I miss that? Too busy congratulating the father, I suppose. Next time I'll get right to the meat of the matter, which is knowing what Tom's name is. Although I still recommend he changes it to Jarvis. Think about it, Tom. Okay, now we're cooking with gas now. Let's move on to round three. (laughs) 
Round three. Ooh, there it is, hot off the press. Ooh, <laughs> it really is even a little bit warm. I love it when you print something out and it's all warm. It's like that little loaf of bread fresh from the oven. Except it smells like paper and you get a lot more funny looks if you try to make a sandwich out of it. Not that I have, and it definitely was not a peanut butter and flarshmarfler sandwich. No, sir. Okay, all right, back on track. Grab stack, come on. And we have a riddle to solve. And that riddle is, which is heavier, a ton of bricks or a ton of feathers? <laughs> oh, speaking of feathers, have I mentioned that I'm working on a new play? It's completely top secret right now, so I'm not saying it involves feathers and maybe birds and maybe some more eggs, because that is always a hit. And the tragic battle between man and self and also birds. But I am not saying that's what it involves. <laughs> oh, boy, once I unveil this baby, it's going to be curtains for any other writers in Pflugerville. Because it's going to bring the house down. Mostly because the third act, there's a scene where we actually dismantle the playhouse. That's another little teaser for you. <laughs> it's going to be epic, people. Oh, wait, we're solving a riddle. Okay, what was it again? Okay, which is heavier, a ton of bricks or a ton of feathers? Well, let's see, bricks are pretty heavy. Ever try to push over a brick house? I know the big bad wolf did, and he had a whole time of it. I'm not sure he ever managed to push that thing down, actually. And I, I don't even think there is such a thing as a house of feathers, because how would you even build a load-bearing wall out of feathers? I mean, you couldn't. Okay, so maybe the answer's bricks. But let's read the question again, because these have all been pretty tricky so far. Okay, which is heavier, a ton of bricks or a ton of feathers? Oh, <laughs> I got it, people. Did you get it, too? They both weigh the same because there is a ton of both of them. Also, did you know a ton is 2,000 pounds? Well, now you do. <laughs> Those were some tricky riddles, my friends, but we got through them. Three for three. Another riddle fest in the bag, and our crowns as champion riddlers are secure. Welcome back, one and all, to another episode of Grab Sex Radio Show, Riddle Fest Edition. Every week, a battle is waged between the heroes, that's us, and our superior brain, and the Riddle Machine, which prints out riddles meant to twist our brains into pretzels. Well, that might actually not be so bad. If my brain was a pretzel, it would honestly be pretty convenient when I needed a snack after doing something difficult like helping Bobby Wonder save Pflugerville or solving a bunch of riddles. I should probably go with a different metaphor like twisting our brains into a ball of yarn. Oh, but yarn, yeah, is also pretty useful. I could use that in a pinch to knit a new pair of socks, so that won't do. Ugh, what else could the riddle machine be trying to do? Twisting our brains into less useful brains. Okay, there we go. But the joke is on the riddle machine, because with every riddle we solve, our brains become infinitely more honed, more refined, more able to take on more riddles. I would say we are winning the fight. Well, Riddlers, with that comfort and thought to guide us, let's get riddling. Carl, the station manager, if you could please fire up the riddle machine and give us our first riddle. Okay, here we go. I hear it printing off. Oh, gotta love that sound. And we are ready for round one. Our first riddle is... I can travel at nearly 100 miles per hour, but never leave the room. You can cover me up, but that doesn't slow me down. When I arrive, you are blessed. What am I? Okay, Riddlers, time to start guessing. Okay, uh, I don't need to guess. This one's easy, because the answer's me. <laughs> but Carl, the station manager, he's shaking his head no. What do you mean, Carl? Every time I enter the room, it is a blessing. 
Okay, Carl is shaking his head even more. <sighs> Which is uncalled for, Carl. Fine, the answer isn't me. But I still think my presence is a blessing, and you are all welcome for it. <laughs> I suppose I will have to think of something else to answer this riddle. Let's see. Whatever this is, it's very fast, and it can be covered up. And when it shows up, I'm blessed. Maybe some sort of cool car. Well, I don't know much about cars, but I think I have a magazine with names of them in Bobby's desk here. Let me see if I can find it. Just gotta rummage through these drawers in <coughs> Bobby's desk. Uh, it, ooh, oh my stars, when was the last time someone cleaned out this drawer? Ew, it's dustier than a giraffe working in a dirt mine. Plumes of this stuff are just popping up and... Uh, 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 Snap my socks, that was a doozy of a sneeze, wasn't it? I almost fell straight out of my recording studio, which, as you all know, is on top of Bobby's desk. <laughs> that sneeze, boy, that came on fast. Oh, wait a second. I think that's it. I can travel at nearly 100 miles an hour, but never leave the room. Sneezes never leave the room, which is why you have to cover them with your elbow. So you can cover me up, but that doesn't slow me down. Oh, that makes sense, because a sneeze is still fast even if you cover it. And then when I arrive, you are blessed. When you sneeze, people say, bless you. What am I? Well, obviously, a sneeze. We're off and running, people. First round in the bag. Let's see what we have for round two. The riddle machine is chugging along now. The question for round two is, what's really easy to get into and hard to get out of? Oh, okay, well, that could be anything if you're me. I'm always getting into things I can't get out of, like tin cans and lint traps and Bobby's coat pocket when he zips it up and forgets I'm in there. But I'm sure it's something more obvious, something that everyone can get into, not just me. So let's see, easy to get into, but hard to get out of. Hmm. Socks! Those are easy to get into, but they're also easy to get out of. Oh, darn it. I don't know, this is a tough one. Carl, give us a hint. Okay, Carl, the station manager, saying it's something that I get into a lot. Well, I knew it was about me. Okay, now I'm going back to my guess that it's Bobby's coat pocket. Oh, no, that's not it. Something more abstract. Oh, I give up, Carl. What's the answer? It's what? Oh, oh, well, that is a very good answer. And much to my surprise, you're right. It's something I get into a lot. Here it is, Riddlers. What's easy to get into and hard to get out of? The answer is trouble. <sighs> and isn't that just the truth? You could just trip and fall right into trouble, and it sure does take a while to get back out. That was a tough one. Okay, let's move on to round three. What comes in a second, twice in a decade, and just a single time in a century? Oh my gosh, my brain is still all pretzeled up from that last riddle. So let's go to our hotline for this one. The grab stack at GoKidGo.com account is all lit up. Surely one of you out there has an answer. Okay, one listener says, what's a century? Well, that's not the answer, but it sure is a good question. A century is 100 years. And a decade is 10 years. So there are 10 decades in a century. Isn't that neat? Okay, but let's get back to our riddle here. Another listener asks, it's not about time, it's about the words. Ooh, a hint. And from someone other than Carl, which is a nice change of pace. Let's see if that helps my loyal audience here. Ooh, and I think it has. Our listener Jess says, the answer is the letter A. Well, isn't that just as clever as all get out? Carl, is that the answer? Carl says yes. 
The letter E comes once in the word second, twice in the word decade, and a single time in the word century. Oh, we got it, people. Well, that was a rowdy round of riddles, but we aced them all. I hope you're enjoying following along at home because I sure am enjoying having ya. And don't forget to tune in on Friday for our listener mailbag. If you've got a question about the world of Go Kid Go Shows, Pflugerville, or just little on me, send it to grabsack at gokidgo.com. You might get your question read live on the show. Have a marvelous day, listeners. Grabsack out. Go Kid Go!